0: Welcome to the Rooted Moms podcast, where we connect scripture to real mom life. I'm Brittany Marlowe, podcast director, and I'm so excited to have you join us today. Mom life is complicated, but growing in your faith doesn't have to be. Okay. Welcome to the second episode of the Rooted Moms podcast, where we connect scripture to real life. I'm Brittany Marlowe, your podcast host, and I have with me today special guest, Jessica Parker. Jessica is a member records administrator and group event coordinator for Rooted Moms Ministries. That's an awful. She and her husband, Phil, have been married for 10 years and live in North Georgia with their two kids. Jessica enjoys reading, hiking, and traveling with her family. She's passionate about encouraging others and helping women and families find a life-giving community that leads them to the truth of God's word. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you for joining me today. I'm super excited to have
1: you. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Yes. So today we are chatting about the importance of being in a life-giving community and what that means. And there are so many places throughout the Bible that God tells us how important it is to be in a life-giving community and to be in fellowship with others. And so we'll mention some of those scriptures throughout um, our chat today. But as I mentioned, Jessica is the member records administrator and groups event coordinator for Rooted Moms, um, which means she is very involved in making Rooted Moms the life giving community that um, it is. Um, she helps lead and coordinate our leadership trainings, as well as she's an army wife. So she is an expert in finding life giving communities. So tell us a little bit about. Um, just your background and what community
1: has meant to you over these past couple of years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just a little background about me. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, um, and did everything with family, had friends that were pretty much family. Um, never thought I would leave and was in college and met my husband and i uh, knew from the beginning that he like God, was calling him to join the army um and i'll never forget the day i told my mom i met him and she was like oh my gosh you're gonna get married and move away and i was like mom calm down i just just met this guy like it's okay well you know we did <laughs> get married and i did move away um, And so when we got married, he was stationed in Alabama. And so that was 13 hours away um, from family. And so I knew um, from the beginning that like this, this is different. Like I have never, like I lived at home when I went to college. So like I had never been out on my own. Um, So I knew I was going to have to find people and so literally one of the first things I did was um because Phil was had a crazy schedule he was training to um learn how to fly helicopters
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so he was gone a lot and he was like what am I supposed to do all day and so we found a church and they had a women's bible study that met during the day and I was like okay yay at least I have something to do this day um and so got involved there and through that, found one of my very best friends. Her husband had the same schedule that my husband did, especially, and then they started training at night. So it was really nice to have someone else like I could go hang out with um, when our husbands were gone. And so I just learned from early on, you know, that, you know, I can't do life alone Um And so then fast forward a few years and um, we got stationed in Kansas, um, Fort Riley, Kansas, which was then 18 hours away from family. And so far. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that, like I already knew community was important. Like, and we knew when we got there, we were like, okay, let's find a church. Let's get plugged in. Let's get connected. Let's serve. Like we knew all these things, um, but really saw the importance of it and really saw God working in it. When we lived in Kansas, Mm -hmm. Um, when we moved to Kansas, we were also dealing with infertility struggles and um, I joined a, so in the Army, we have an organization called Protestant Women at the Chapel or Pwac. So if you're listening and you're a military spouse, you probably know exactly what that is, whereas everybody else is like, what did she just say? <laughs> uh, but it's a group of women who join together weekly and we have worship together and devotion together. And then we break out into smaller groups and we do a study together. Well, um, I also joined... That's another thing about me is like when I get somewhere, I'm like, OK, how do I help? How do I join in and how? So I joined the team there, too. And um, those ladies really like came alongside me and prayed through that time with us. And I will never forget that and never forget um, having them pray over me on um uh the week before Mother's Day and then the week after finding out that I was pregnant and then getting yeah, to sh- share getting to share that with them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um just amazing. Um and then um we were also very involved in our church there as well. And um Phil had to deploy when Brianna was a year old. And um and, and we, even like when we had Brianna, when we had Brianna, um, again, we were 18 hours away from family. So the first people who met her was our our pastors at our church. Like they, like that community just became, they became our family there.
0: Wow. Again,
1: family. And then throughout that deployment, if it wasn't for the group of women that I had, that I was doing life with there, like, I don't know, you know, how I would have made it you know, and so God, like I can just look back on that time and I could, I could sit here all day and talk about like individual little things that happened throughout that time. But like the big takeaway from it is just, I can see God's hand in it and see, you know, what God taught us during that time and how he used community to really, to really help us out. Yeah. So it just, it's really, you know, been a a cornerstone for our family
0: yeah that's so amazing and just to have those people like you know you're so far away like most I mean like for me and my family we don't even vacation like 13 hours away um (laughs) that is a very very long distance so to have those people come alongside you and just to become your family and to lift you up and encourage you that's so amazing and so important um so like how has it not just impacted you, but how have you seen it trickle down to your family? Because I know for me, um, being in rooted mom and growing in that way, like I've just seen it trickle down into my family. Like I'm spilling over. So how have you seen positive community impact, um, not just you, but your children and your husband?
1: Um, well for, as like my children, Brianna, especially, um, the, like, like I said, when we were in Kansas, we were there until she was two. Um, And I was a stay at home mom, she didn't do um, daycare or anything. And so my community was also her community, like I had um, mom friends. And so then she just, you know, those were her friends as well, all those kids. And so that's really, you know, how um, she got socialized. And, um, but it was great. And like getting to see, you know, you have mom friends and then getting to see your kids be friends with their kids is awesome. Yeah. Um, And then just being a part and this, I mean, you know, being a part of a church and having your kids um, being a part of a church, um, the things that, you know, Brianna comes home and says that she is uh, learning at church and um, the conversation, and now she's four, and so the conversations that we get to have um, when we are intentional about being in a community and in a church, like the conversations that you know we get to have on a Sunday and throughout the week, when she you know starts to think about the things that you know, and not saying that we we don't you know talk about Jesus at home but there's just something different about when somebody tells you something other than your parents, yeah. you know? Um, and so, but then we get to talk about it and we get to, to grow in that with her. And, um, so that, that is something that I've really seen trickle down. Um, and I mean, Bray, we have a two year old as well, Brayden. And so he like at two, it's kind of like, well, but for him, I can really see, because he, I mean, he's a COVID baby. He was born in 2020. And so when we first started, you know, going places, he was like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, you know, and to start off with, it was not easy dropping him off at church. Um, but now seeing him come out of his shell because of that, and because he has people who are loving on him, you know, um, that is so good as well.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, just being in, like, our school community, because it's a Christian community, and then being a part of Rooted Moms, and having friends like you, and our kids are the same age, and they hang out, like, just the confidence that I see in my kids from being around other mentors, and being around other adults, just, you're right, sometimes we say something, and they're like, I don't believe you, and then somebody else says it, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so true, It's such a good idea, yeah, <laughs> Yes, it's different, it is. Um, but okay. So there is a difference between community and life community. Um, and I like to keep our podcast and our conversations upbeat, but I feel like a lot of people have negative experiences or they're turned off by community because they are afraid of being judged. They're afraid of, um, you know, coming and just, not being liked, you know, everybody wants to be liked in some way. And so what, what do you think is the difference between community and life in community? What have you experienced?
1: Um, well, so there, yeah, there is a huge difference because, um, you can get together with a group of people and walk away, not feeling any different or any better. Um, for instance, like it, Mi- not just military life anywhere you can get together and you can uh, anytime you have one thing in common with someone you can find something to complain about that one thing
0: yeah.
1: and yeah so um and so it was really easy in the military community to complain about our husband's jobs right like our husbands are gone all the time and it's so easy to complain um and but if that's where it stops and that's all you do that's not gonna be life-giving um and you're just going to walk away just feeling aggravated feeling frustrated feeling Mm -hmm. um just down and even more so than you were when you started the conversation um so the difference in just community and a life-giving community is yeah you can bring you can bring your stress and you can bring your complaints but don't leave with it just at that level you know um something that i um always uh find comfort in and have um since like 2020 <laughs> is um the verse uh uh in john john 16 when jesus says i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
0: So good.
1: So we are going, like, that is a given. That is a promise. We are going to have trouble in this yeah. world. Like, there's no if ands, or buts. You can be having, you know, the best day, but we still, we live in a broken world. And so there's going to be trouble, but we can take encouragement from the fact that Jesus has overcome this world and, um, he's already won. So, um, being in a life-giving community and being able to remind people of that fact of like, and yes, this is hard. Yes. You know, but we have a savior who has, um, already won the fight and we, we know we're gonna have trouble and struggle, but he's already overcome the world. Um and I that also like it sounds like a, you know, let's just throw Jesus on it and make it all better. And I know it doesn't, it doesn't erase the fact. Like it
0: yeah,
1: it doesn't erase your struggle. Um it doesn't erase anything, but it can give you um, give you peace in the yeah.
0: It gives you some joy to hang on to. I mean, he tells us in multiple places in the Bible that we are not promised a life free from struggle. Like, we're going to struggle. We're going to go through hardship. It's not going to be easy for us. It wasn't easy for him. It wasn't easy for his disciples. It's not going to be easy for us. And especially in today's world, you know, we live in a completely broken world. But clinging on to that peace, like you said, and that joy that, like, he's already won the fight. And as believers, we believe that we believe that, like, we're going to get a new body, and we're going to, you know, we're going to go to a place where there's, it's not a broken world, and we're not going to have struggles, but right now on this earth, we do, but knowing that he's already won, and that he's there for us, it does give you a little bit of joy, like, you're not happy all the time, like, you know, when you're having financial struggles, you're not like, fine, can't can't pay my house payment, but I like Jesus. We good. We're good. Like you're gonna stress. You're gonna yeah. stress. Yes. But you know that he's gonna provide for you in some way, and that's what you cling to. hmm
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And like you said, it's so easy, especially as moms, to get around other moms and to complain about how your day is gone, and yeah. to complain about your kids, and to complain about your husband, and to complain about your how your house is messy. And it's kind of like, how do you turn that around? And I feel like, you know, in a life-giving community, like they can help you turn around, turn that around. Um, I know we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but um, in Proverbs, you know, the first, I'm sure everybody's heard it as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And Jessica and I were kind of doing some research on that. And it talked a lot about friction. And um, you kind of need that community to give you a little bit of friction to be like, Hey girl, like change your mindset. Yes. Like, you need people to encourage you in that way. Like I I know I come and I still complain and I'm not a perfect individual and I need a community to give me that friction, to make me a better person, to make me a better woman, to turn my mindset around, to, you know, like, okay, you had a bad day. Like, how can we fix it? How can we turn it around? Or, you know, this is happening with your kids. Like, this happened to me too. Let me give you some advice. Um, that, I feel like that's what a life-giving community is. Someone to speak encouragement to you when you do come with those complaints sometimes. Because we're going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just not a community where, like, somebody complains and then somebody else complains and all we do is complain and then you leave and you walk away and you're like, that did not help me at all. Like, I've never been really in a negative community, like a big community. But I have had friends that when I go hang out with them and then I leave, I leave in a horrible mood. And then I'm in a horrible mood all day. That's not life-giving.
1: No. And I love, too, that you you just mentioned, like, you know, I can bring my struggle and say, you know, hey, I'm dealing with this. And then someone can say, oh, my kids have done that, too. Like, that is a huge thing because a lot of times especially as moms like it is so easy to feel like I have no idea what I'm doing what's going on with my kid or whatever and then you it's really easy for you to just feel like you're alone and whatever and then you maybe mention it and someone's like oh no girl like I let me tell you I've been there I've done that like this or they might not have an answer for you but just knowing that like oh okay I'm not crazy I'm not alone like I that is another like huge thing and especially like as a new mom or as a mom of you know just okay not even a new mom but like Brianna's four she's my oldest like there's always something new and so um there's all you know she's always doing something new. And so getting to have other moms around and being like, man, you know, she's doing this now or, and not bad, not all bad things. Like I literally just had a conversation yesterday with a friend who has a four-year-old who's a little bit younger than Brianna. And I was able to tell her like, you know, this new like milestone that Brianna has reached in like her emotional awareness and I was like telling her all about it and she was like okay that gives me hope that we will get there one day you know and so it's not yeah. all bad, like and so that's I just love that part of community too of like we don't feel so alone in you know our day-to-day like parenting
0: and the beauty of it is that like in a life-giving community like you're not all the same person like yes especially in rooted moms like we all um are Trying to abide in God's word and trying to grow in God's word. And, and, you know, we're believers and we're growing our relationship with Him. But we're not all the same person and we don't deal with things, you know, all the same. And our kids are all different ages. Like I have someone in my group, and her kids are teenagers. One is in high school, one's about to go into high school. And so just to have her be like, you know, I mean, we just got we just got off of a group call where one of our other friends has older children and she's like, don't let teenagers scare you. Like they're so much fun. and it's nice to hear you know it's nice to hear that encouragement like yeah there's tough days but like there's so much fun and a lot of times you just hear the negative like they're so hard like you know dating is so hard and activities are so hard and just to have people that you know have different experiences than you have different personalities than you they're like this is what I did and worked for us like maybe that will help you or just to be like, like I've had them be like, Hey, like you're doing the right thing. Keep doing what you're doing. And you need that, you know, you need that encouragement to be like, okay, I got this. I can do this. Yes. So let's move into, uh, how you found rooted moms. And then we'll kind of talk about how rooted moms is different from other communities that we've been a part of But How did you find rooted moms? Because it is the coolest. Story.
1: <laughs> All right. So, you know, I. Uh, Fast forward through my story a little bit more. We were in Kansas for three years. Then my husband decided to get out of the army um, and found a job here in Georgia. Um, Again, we're not with family. (laughs) Our family's in North Carolina. So we're a whole lot closer than we were. We're now like seven hours, which is like, yay, after being
0: what it was before.
1: Yes. And so um, we moved here in February of 2020, like we moved in our house on Valentine's day and um so excited again, like, cause we know we're like, all right, let's get plugged in. Let's get in a church. Let's, you know, and we were going to church for three weeks before, you know, the whole world shut down. And so that was interesting. We're like, okay, I mean, it, you know, obviously everybody was kind of like, okay, well now what? Um, and then, The summer of 2020 was also interesting for us. We found out we were pregnant in that move. And then my water broke when I was 20 weeks pregnant in May. So um, throw that in on top of stuff. And um, but praise God, we brought our healthy baby boy home in September. So but here we are now. It's September 2020. Everything's still like shut down. We're even more so isolated because we're like we have this premium at home but I was like, I need God, (laughs) and I need community. I need, I know we're going to talk about it, but I was like, I need accountability to, like, you know, get with God, and so um, I was one night um, around here. We had this magazine called Around Ackworth, and I was flipping through it. I honestly think it was, like, one night while I was, like, awake for a middle of the night feeding and was trying to stay awake and um, read an article that our founder Katie Gibson had wrote in the magazine um, because rooted moms was just getting started and they were getting ready to start their um, Bible in a year reading plan. And the coolest thing was they were doing online groups and that you, so you would read the Bible and then you would meet with a group weekly to talk about it. And I was like, okay, God, sign me up. Like, this is what I have been looking for. And so I got on, found out um, Brittany had a group on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock. And I was like, all right, here we go. Like, this is, this is how we do things in 2020. So let's try it. And I loved it. And um, yeah, I it was just amazing. It was like, God knew exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm super thankful that he, he used a magazine to, (laughs) to help me.
0: Because I get those magazines, you know, it's like, it's like a magazine you get in the mail and you just toss it. Like normally you don't even look at it. Yeah. It's just so fun. Like, it's not funny because it's just so God, like it's just such a God thing. Like you knew you needed community but you knew you needed God's word along with the community. And then here's rooted moms. And they're like, Oh, we're about to start this plan. And you found it. Like it's not even like you found it after we started, you started the first
1: week with us. I think it was like right before it was like, I may have signed up like a week, maybe two weeks before we got started.
0: Yeah. And yeah, Jessica joined my group and I immediately, like, I think, I think after a couple of meetings, I was probably talking to Brenna and I was like, okay, Jessica needs to be a group leader. So they encourage you as a leader to find a co-lead, mm-hmm. um, someone just you know, lead alongside you, to help you with accountability with your group members, to be there if you can't be there because you should hear long Bible study and we're not available every single week for an entire year. And I was like, okay, Jessica's my co-lead done, like done. So easy, such an easy decision but now she needs to be a leader. But that I means she's gonna leave me. <laughs> but what's funny is that like, you didn't, I mean like you started a different group, but like we made such an amazing friendship out of being in that community. In our little in our little Rooted Moms group, we grew such a friendship and our kids play together. And now you're a part of the organizational team for Rooted Moms. Like you just mm-hmm. started thriving. Really, like you started thriving and growing into Rooted Moms and it's been so amazing to watch and just have a friendship with you and have our kids and our families, you know, just exist, do life along beside one another. So yes. what makes Rooted Moms group stand out from other groups that you've been in?
1: Um. So, so yeah, like I mentioned a little bit like just the word accountability. Um, but the biggest thing, um, is for me, like I knew like God knew and I literally, like, I don't even know if like this hit me until this week when I was preparing for this podcast. Um, like God knew I needed community, but he also knew I needed his word. Like I had, um, and there is, absolutely nothing wrong with doing, you know, book studies or even like focus studies on books of the Bible. Cause I had done a lot, like I was a leader of a group in Kansas and I, like we went through Ruth and we went through other books of the Bible and that those are great. But I feel like God was really like, like, okay, now, now it's time for you to do more. Now it's time for you to go deeper. And um, so the amazing thing about rooted moms is yeah, with the plan that we were doing when I started, we did a chronological Bible reading plan that went through a year. Um and just but I've tried to do this in the past. I've tried on my own to do a, a Bible reading plan and I swear I get through like n- numbers, maybe Joshua, and then I'm like I was
0: about to say I get to like Exodus. And I see it
1: and I'm like, well and I say I get to numbers in Joshua but it still takes me forever to get there it probably took me a year to get to Joshua instead of you know all the way through like I would never keep up with it mm-hmm. but there was because like so with rooted moms you have five days of reading and then you get to meet and you get to talk about it and so um, and it wasn't that anybody was saying like hey have you read your bible hey have you read your bible you know it was no i want to read my bible yeah. so that i can then talk about it with my new friends you know like yeah. i get to i get to read my bible because um i get to you know discuss it with these ladies but it wasn't and it also wasn't just for the sake of my friends. It got to the point where I was like, oh, I want to know what's happening next. I want to know what's coming. And even like I have. I mean, I've been in church my whole life. Like I, you know, grew up going to church, but especially like that first year that I did it. And I know, Brittany, you and I did it together that first year. It was your first time as well. There's things that you're like, Whoa. Like this is not talked about in church. Like this is not part of the storybook Bible, um, and so like you're learning so much, and um, I just think that like the community just spurred that on though, um, and like my my favorite part about you know a rooted moms group and um, is just hearing everyone's takeaways you you get to come to group and um hear what someone else you know took away um and it opens your eyes to you know the way they see it um instead of just seeing and so like i get so much more but um and it's not just it's not just takeaways it's questions like you know i I have questions when I read sometimes, too. Um, and I love getting having a safe place to bring those mm-hmm. um, and hear. And that's, I mean, I could, yeah, I could talk all day about things I love about groups. Mm-hmm. I could say oh, my favorite thing, but that's another thing that I love is, you know, we have groups with people of all ages and stages. And so, wow. um, just getting that variety and getting to hear. You know what other people are getting?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was first asked to be a leader for moms, I was like, "They must be desperate. Like, they don't really want me." But I did the leadership training, and I, you know, God, He was like, "You can't say no. Like, you have to say yes to this." And so, like, I'm not here. Like, I always tell uh, my group at the beginning of the year, like, I'm not here to teach you anything. Like, I'm here just as you are, to learn, to dig in, like, I mean, now we're about to start the Bible for the third time, but for our first group, I was like, you know, I've never read the Bible before, I've been in church all my life, but I've never read the Bible, I, you know, start it, and I get to Exodus numbers, if I'm lucky, you know, might get through Leviticus, um, like, if I'm lucky, I get through, like, the first four to five chapters, and, but the thing with me is that I didn't understand a lot of it, and I didn't know who to bring my questions to, and I didn't want to be embarrassed about it, and one thing Katie Gibson said one time on a weekly wrap-up before I was even part of the organizational team, she was like, you know, there's no, there's not levels for the Holy Spirit. Like, somebody doesn't have, like, a higher access to the Holy Spirit because they, they know more and they're, you know, they've been doing this longer. And that just like made me feel so comfortable to know that, like, I could bring my questions to group and I wasn't going to be judged for it. And I wasn't going to be called stupid. And I wasn't going be like, you know, people weren't going to be like, oh, that's a stupid question. If anything, most of the time people were like, yeah, I read that. And I had no idea. Or somebody was like, oh, I read it and I did some research and, you know, this is what I got out of it. And so that's super encouraging to, one, know you're not alone. And two, sometimes you read throughout the whole week and you don't have a takeaway. You're just like, what did I just read? And you come to group and you leave going, oh my gosh, this week was so good. Yes. You leave with so much knowledge that you wouldn't have had. You would have just been like, okay, I don't really understand this. Moving on. Keep going. Um, but like you said, I, I feel like we had similar church upbringing And once I read the Bible, just like you, I wanted to keep going, not just because I needed to have a takeaway to get to group, um, but because it was so interesting and it was so, the Bible is so dramatic and it is, there's so much happening, especially in the first three chapters, there's so much going on. And I just remember telling people like, I have been missing out on all the nitty gritty details. Like, you know, there's only so much that you can learn in Vacation Bible School. There's only so much they can teach you in the Sunday school. There's only so much that can be said in a Sunday sermon. Mm-hmm. You have to dig in for yourself. And once I started doing that, I was like, my. I think every single week we came on, we were all like, mind blown. I think, I think somebody said that. I still say that. But I think somebody said that every single week we came on with it mind blown my mind was blown this week like this is what I got out of it and it was so fun because sometimes we all got very similar things out of it and sometimes we got totally different things out of it and it's so awesome to just hear those different perspectives and reading going into reading through the bible for the third time I mean reading Genesis this week last week there was new things. I mean, I was talking to Brenna yesterday and we had like this whole conversation on Genesis six and how it was blowing our minds. And we just didn't even realize this before. And, um, yeah, it just gets better and better every time we read it. And we're in different seasons. And for me, that's what makes Rude and Mom's group different. Um, I mean, we still do some other Bible studies together, Jessica and I have read books together and, Total God thing. Our kids were kind of going through similar things as we were reading this book about kids. And
1: yeah,
0: so nice to be able to come to each other and be like, hey, I just read this chapter and Macy Joe is doing this, and okay, this is what I'm going to try and do with her. And then you'd be like, Yes, Brian is doing the same thing. Okay, let's both try this and see if it works, and then come back and you have that encouragement. It's knowing you're not alone and knowing your kids aren't going through, you know things alone and you're not going through things alone. And yeah, it's just, it's just been so amazing. Um, and another thing about Rudy and mom's groups and how it's just being in a life-giving community like this, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but things are just <laughs> coming up, but, um, and how it's trickling down, like into our families. I remember, uh, I think it was a second year of preschool. She came home and you know, I'm like, what did you learn? She's like, I don't remember. And I'm like, well, did you have chapel today? And she's like, yeah, we learned about the Tower of Babel. And I remember this like, specifically. She was like, we learned about the Tower of Babel. And I was like, well, what happened in the story? And she was like, um, I don't, they also spoke different languages. And I- couldn't guide her i couldn't give her any knowledge i couldn't prompt any more questions to get any more information out of her because i didn't know what happened in the story of the tower of babel and now i do have more questions to prompt her because i've read through the bible twice and she can give me information and i can be like oh my goodness you're so right that's exactly what happened or i can be like yeah that's kind of what happened but really And give her some more information. And I've seen her little mind be blown. And it's just so amazing that a community like Rooted Moms has trickled down to my five year old like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. And like I, so, you know, and I tell people, I was like, you have got to just figure out what works for you as far as like a routine for reading. When I first started with Rooted Moms and reading my Bible, I was reading it at night. Um, because after the kids went to bed, because that was all I could do. Um, now things you know have changed and shifted, and I can, for the first time in my life, be a morning person only by God. Because I promise you, my husband has begged me for our 10 years of marriage to get up in the morning with him, and I'm like, no, dude, we'll, we'll spend time together at night. I can't, I can't do it but now like my favorite thing is to get up in the morning and that's when we read our Bible. Um, And uh, you know, it would be great if I could have uninterrupted time, but I have a four and a two year old, so it doesn't always happen. And you know, it's really cool to be able to, yeah, to talk to Brianna about our, like what we're reading in the Bible and her, one of her favorite stories is Jonah. And so like, you know, be like, hey, we're reading about Jonah today. And like, you know, can read um to her from her children's Bible, if we want to, or whatever. And so yeah, getting to share those Bible stories, you know, with our kids, when they come up like that is really cool. And she gets to see me in my Bible. And she gets like, that's, you know, that's something that like, my husband and I've really talked a lot about is like, just wanting to make it normal for our kids. Like, you know, it's normal to read your Bible. It's normal to you know, worship God throughout the day and to pray throughout the day. And, um, so yeah, that is another big thing, like having rooted moms has really helped me build that routine. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that I'm praying and believing that that is going to trickle down when our kids get older, that they're going to see that their parents have a routine to spend with Jesus. Um, And so that won't be like, it'll just be a normal thing for them.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. Okay, so what are some ways that you can avoid a negative community um, or that you can realize maybe that you're in a negative community, a non-life-giving community? Um, As we've kind of been talking, um, now I'm going to go back, but I feel like, another way that rooted moms groups have been different for me is that like we said before, it's very easy to come in and um, complain to one another. And then you leave and you don't feel any lighter. You don't feel encouraged. Um, But with rooted moms, you don't have time to complain. (laughs) Your struggles and um, you kind of talk about, okay, my takeaway went right along with what was happening in my life this week. And this is how I felt encouraged. And so the accountability, the Bible reading, like it's turning all your negatives into some kind of peace, some kind of joy, you know, some kind of positive. Then you have people speaking life into you. And then at the end, like you can bring your struggles and then everybody's praying for you. Yes. And you can leave group knowing that like this group is going to be praying for you. Yes. And that's what a life-giving community is. Like you don't have time to come complain. You bring your struggles, but then you realize like, hey, I read the Bible this week and God spoke directly to what was negative in my life and now I have these people speaking direct encouragement into my life about what I just read and now they're going to pray for me and I'm going to be praying for them and it's going to give me peace and I know it and I believe it. Um, so tell us a little bit about leadership training and ways to avoid a negative community.
1: Yes yeah, so you know like Brittany said, part of my role with um, Rune Moms is the group's event coordinator. And one of those events is our group leader training. Um, and one of the things that we talk about in there, like one of our like most asked questions is, you know, how do I stop my group from just becoming uh, another social club? Um, and so at Rune Moms, we for our groups, we have four components. Um, in our groups that we believe that make a life-giving um, small group, a life-giving community. Um, and those, we are they're the four C's, so it's easy, you know, um, got to make it easy to help you remember. Um, and I say that, but I'm going to read them because I will get wrong if I don't. So <laughs> the our four C's are connection, catalyst, care, and celebration. Um, and you know, if you have those four, um, components in your group, then we believe it will be a whole lot easier, um, to have that life giving, but you have to have a balance of all four. Um, and so, I mean, and we've kind of talked about them all already, you know, we have connection, just coming together, um, meeting and connecting, um, catalyst, um that's the spurring one another on and the you know helping each other dive deeper helping each other with our questions helping each other um encouraging each other when we are having a hard week and we are, we may be behind in our reading encouraging each other to keep going and not to just you know throw in the towel um so that just catalyst for growth and like having a place that, you know, provides the room for spiritual growth, um, and care is our third one. Um, just, you know, being there for each other, mm-hmm. um, being a safe place. That's another thing we talk about in our groups. Like, you know, what's said in group is going to stay in group. We're not going to go, you know, gossip about each other, um, behind our backs um and just caring for one another whether that be you know through prayer or sending a card you know um or um if someone's going through a hard time you know sending them something to brighten their day um just and being there just to listen when someone's going through something, and then of course celebration because who doesn't like to celebrate? Um,
0: I love a good theme, a good celebration.
1: Yes, you know, celebrating like the small things and the big things, um, and celebrating when you know someone's been praying for um, breakthrough in some way or another, and then it happens celebrating that you know and i mean that can be just as simple as like checking in like hey what's going on in this situation in your life oh you you know you found this out yay um and then as big as celebrating i mean at rooted moms we do um we celebrate when we finish our Old Testament reading. We celebrate when we finish our New Testament reading. We celebrate at Christmas. Like we love to celebrate. We and love
0: to celebrate. It <laughs> makes the milestones so much more sweet. You know, it's a big deal to get through the whole Bible, but it's also a big deal to get through the New Testament. It's a big deal to get through the, the New Testament. And it's a big deal to know that you put in this work and, you did it and you have grown that much more. And now you're abiding, you know, Katie Gibson and I last week, we talked about abiding versus striving. Now you're abiding in God and you're not striving, you know, to be that. And that is worth celebrating. Even if it's just a little celebration over our Zoom call, it makes it that much sweeter.
1: Yes, it does. And so, I mean, like I said, we just feel like if you have those, um, then it will help just create that life-giving community that you know we have talked so much about today and how uh how needed it is uh, and I, I think you know we have seen so many especially starting in 2020 so many barriers to life giving life-giving community and um to false senses of community. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I don't, I feel like I'm transitioning us, but I I feel
0: like, I know that Brittany and I
1: have been wanting to talk a little bit about this, but um, you know, the false sense of community that social media can give us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast this week and it wasn't even like, I don't even think it was on community. It was, say to um, Rob Huff, whoa, that's good podcast and i just had a long drive and i was going to be by myself and so i turned it on i knew just and i were coming on to talk about community and they were they were talking about who are you following and that's baby rob puff's new book but um they talked about social media being a sense of a, a false sense of community like you know a lot of people have over a million followers but they don't have a community that they're in in real life and you know, just because you have a million followers doesn't mean that these people are encouraging you and that they're speaking life into you. And, you know, you can feel super, super isolated or you follow these people that you don't even know and they're not really speaking life into the world. Maybe that's going to affect you. Like what you take in is going to affect what you put out. And um, I think social media can just be like a huge... Don't get me wrong. I love social media. I'm on Instagram every day. I'm on Facebook every day. I just transitioned to be the podcast director of Rooted Moms from social media director and I love that position. I think that it can be used for so many wonderfully positive things um, especially for Rooted Mom and promoting Rooted Mom but it's so easy to fall into a negative community and for it to be a place of Complaining and for it to be a place of discouragement
1: and tearing and, down instead yeah. of building up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's so easy to comment on somebody's post that you don't agree with and speak negatively because you're doing it over a keyboard instead of face to face. And, you know, that's really hard. So you've got to find your people, like your real people, a, you know, a close knit group of people. To speak encouragement into your life, and not people that you don't know.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, No, uh, yeah. It's so easy to, you know, find (laughs) find that negative on um, social media. But that reminds me of, um, I, you know, told Brittany this earlier. But this morning, as I was looking through my journal. I had a note written down um, that I wrote down a few months ago during a Sunday sermon. It wasn't a sermon about community. It was a sermon about Elijah. But I wrote down that, you know, the enemy the enemy is constantly trying to drive relational wedges and keep out of community. And you know, I feel like talking about social media, that really like, like, yes, like social media he can use that to, you know, put a lie in your mind of like, no one, you know, no one wants to be in community with you. You don't belong yeah. in community. you know, the enemy is constantly trying to keep us out of that community because it was God's desire to build us in community. Um, you know, like from the beginning in Genesis, God said, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Um, and so we see that in Genesis well then we see it again in the New Testament because um, this morning like like I said I saw that note in my journal and, and again this is another amazing thing about being in the word more is like I see something and then a Bible verse comes to mind did not have it written down it just came to mind And like that, that is God and the Holy Spirit. And the fact that I've been in the word, um, you know, I read that sentence that I had written down in my journal. And then um, Matthew 18, 20 came to mind, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. You know, God desired um, for us to be in community, and he wants to dwell with us in community. Uh Um, And so I don't know i just hope that that is an encouragement for somebody today you know if the enemy is trying to keep you out they just push harder and you know find your find you a community um because again um john 10 10 says the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy but i have come that you may have life and have it to the full so you know, push back, push back harder and find your community um, because that's what you were built for. That's what, you know, you were made for.
0: Yes, that's what we were created for. I'm going back up because you had a verse um, and this just reminded me of that, the, how you were talking about John 10 10 and just, you know, leaning into your community. You had Hebrews 12 in our notes, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And um, just the, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. So, you know, that's what I remember from being in community with the root moms and going through the Bible and now knowing the Bible and just knowing that when I feel like I'm being attacked by the enemy, like I have the word of God to stand on, like, and I remember it. And yeah. I may not remember the citation of the verse or exactly what book, that, book it was in, but I know that God said it and I know that I believe it and I know that I read it and I know that he's, you know, I can use that against the enemy and I can pray that over myself and over my family and over my group members. And uh, it's just so amazing that after reading in a community, you know so much more than you think you do. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: um, you may not have it memorized. Like I don't, there's still, you know, people ask me questions and I'm like, oh, I remember that, but I don't really remember that.
1: Oh, yes. And see, I want to like plug a little caveat here. I just read these verses off my paper because this morning when they came to mind, I had to Google the reference.
0: Yeah. So you <laughs> like, knew It was somewhere like you knew yes. God said that that was God's yeah. word. And yeah. I feel like that is another difference between the rooted moms community and other communities that I've been in. Like I have this weapon of God's word, it's a double-edged sword that I know that I can wield and protect myself with and protect my family with and protect my kids with, and to, you know, put a barrier up between me and the enemy and this negative community that can mostly be social media telling me that I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not religious enough. I, you know, all these things, all these lies that the enemy wants you to believe. Yes. And it's not just social media. I mean, you go out in any part of the world now. You listen to the radio, you listen to music, you listen to podcasts, you listen to all these things. And a lot of it is lies that people want you to believe. And it's not God's word. And that's, well, that's been a huge thing for being in the Root and Moms community for me, is having that God's word to lean on. Yes. okay so we're kind of wrapping it up jessica and i obviously love talking about community (laughs) yes um is there anything else that you want to say that you feel like you didn't get to say today
1: um yeah just uh the fact that you brought hebrews 412 up again um because yeah i totally skipped over that one in my notes but um reading the Bible, like we've talked about, um, I just read it for the second time through with rooted moms. I'm reading through the gospels right now at the same time as I'm, um, reading it through again from the beginning with my church. Um, but he like Hebrews 4, 12, the first part for the word of God is alive and active. It is, it changes like not that the word of God changes, but what I, it changes me. It changes me every time I read it. Um, And every season I read it in, um, I'm a different person. I'm a different person than I was, you know, two years ago, uh, two months ago, two weeks ago, you know? Um, And so, I just want to encourage anybody, if this is your first time reading through the Bible, like, yay, I am so happy for you. Um, if this is your 10th time reading through the Bible or, you know, you have read it before and you're like, well, I don't know. Should I? Yes, because you will get something totally different from it this time. Um because that is, that's just my testimony anyway of every time I read it, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, literally, I just read something um, in the Gospels this week and, like, reached out to a friend and was like, have you ever realized this? Because I don't know if I have or not. And, like, it says it right here. And just, you know, I just love how you, God's word is so alive and active every day.
0: And I feel like people think like, oh, the Bible was written so long ago. Like, how can it apply to that? Let me tell you, (laughs) it applies to me every day, every week, every month, every situation, every change, every exciting moment, every sad moment. And like Jessica said, you know, God's word doesn't change, but you know, it changes us And, and we change. Like you said, you different two weeks ago. I'm different than I was yesterday. Like, It's just, you know, I read, I mean, when we were uh, reading last week, like I knew I was going to be doing this podcast, and I've read Genesis 1, I don't know how many times. I know why God made Eve for Adam, but when I read that he tells us it's not good for man to be alone, so he created Eve for Adam. I was like, that's that's him telling us we need to be in community, that we need to have somebody else here with us. Yes. And I've never equated that to community until now because of what I was about to do with Jessica about what I was about to discuss or like, yeah, I was talking to Bernie yesterday and she's like, okay, I think she said, she didn't say, have you read Genesis 6? I think we have. When we're digging in, we are digging in, and we're listening to commentaries like Enduring Word and through the through the Word. Highly recommend. I think she said, "Have you read the Enduring Word on Genesis 6?" And I was like, "No. Do I need to?" She was like, "Yes." And so I went to read it, and and we were both like, "What? Oh my gosh!" Our minds are blown. Okay. And this is the third time that we've read it. Yes. And, And it's so different. What you catch, the verses that stick out, like my notes. I like to go back and look at my notes from the previous year
1: Mm.
0: to like what I'm reading out, especially if I read something and I'm like, okay, I have questions. Did I question this last year? Do I have notes on it? And I go back and usually I didn't question it. Usually I question something else. (laughs) And so it is, it's his word is not changing, but we're changing. And our experiences are changing. What we're going through is changing and his word is so alive that it's moving with us. And he knows, what we need to hear when we need to hear it and yeah that's the best part he knows what we need to hear when we need to hear it and um that's how alive it is yes okay so anything else before we wrap up because we
1: could keep going i'm sure i'll just say no because I, we could just talk all day long
0: <laughs> we can so if we haven't plugged in enough we love rooted mom's group yes and not just because we are on the organizational team, not because we're leaders, because it has genuinely changed our lives, changed our families. Um, God has changed us. We are abiding, not striving. Um, so if you feel like you need community today and you feel like Rooted Moms is the place for you to find it, we just started groups like last week. Um I mean, this week, we just talked about the first week. So please join us. There are plenty of groups open. My group is open. Um, There's so many groups for you to join. And y'all, it's so good. The accountability, judgment, free, it's life-giving. It's so good. So if you are looking for a group to join today, try us out. Head to our website, www.roogeofmoms.com forward slash community and uh, find a group for you. We also have a book, Rooted Volume 2 is out. Um, We also provide leadership training, which is normally at the end of the year. Am I correct, Jessica, at the beginning of next year?
1: It's normally at the beginning of next year, but we are in the middle of a revamp. So we're working on having that uh, as an on-demand option, but it is in the works.
0: (laughs) So um, you can use our book to... Start your own group with your small group at church. Um, But we highly encourage you to find a life-giving community today and uh, let God speak through women or men to help you grow and abide. Yes. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. This is so amazing. Um, I know we keep talking about it all day and I love chatting with you, but I'm so thankful that you've joined us.
1: Yes, so thankful for having me.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you so
0: much for joining Rooted Moms today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Rooted Moms provides practical tools, community, and encouragement that help moms become rooted in Christ so that they may thrive in every season of life. Connect with us and learn more at www.rootedmoms.com. See you next time.